Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Here's what you'll discover. We've all experienced it. If you need to ask God for forgiveness in whatever relationship, people, all, I have no idea how wide that goes. If you don't do it, you will live with guilt and you'll be miserable. See, when you ask forgiveness, you have to be honest with God. I did it. It was me. God, forgive me. Once you do that, the guilt is gone. The idea of confessing your sins to God every day seems kind of silly, right? After all, he already knows what you did. Sure, confessing to another person when you did them wrong makes sense, but God? Come on now. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, he'll be telling you why it is that you need to confess your sins to God and ask his forgiveness. You'll learn who actually benefits from your confession of sin. Hint, it isn't God. Pastor Mark will illustrate bad prayer as well as good prayer so that you'll be able to understand how to do this critical aspect of Christianity right. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Mark chapter 6 as he continues his message, Come Apart or Come A-P-A-R-T. Second Corinthians six eighteen says it like this: I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now let me just stop for a second. I'm praying that every single person I'm speaking to today, all of you, and there's hundreds and hundreds and actually thousands of people that watch online from all over. I'm praying today that every one of you, look at that, look at that. I'm praying that every one of you will be a son or daughter of God. Some of you are not. You're not a son or daughter of God. You don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In every service, we've already had people say, I'm ready to be a son and daughter of God. So listen as I teach, because that's about you. I want everybody walking out of our campuses today, a son and daughter of God. That's why we're here. That's the whole reason we're here. Now, he's the perfect father. And God right here, wants to spend time with you. Let's say, I'll use myself as an example. When I go out and see all of our grandkids, our four grandkids, you go, you know, if I'm sitting over here as the father, some of my kids will definitely want to be here and talk to grandpa. What's happening, grandpa? Get on my lap and all that kind of stuff. Good stuff. Well, if you can do that for an earthly father, this is way better. Because you're acknowledging your heavenly father. And he's the one taking time to meet you and me in that devotional time during the day. Now, what does he want? He wants you to have 
an ability to reach the potential he has for you. God has a different plan for every person, everyone. And he wants you to reach that potential. Well, the next one is a little more difficult. Notice C, confession. We admit our sins and we ask God's forgiveness. Now, here's the big step to that one. Remember as you're here, and you can put the confession part here, or you can put it in yesterday. Man, I blew it yesterday. But here's what you have to be. When you and I are sitting down with God, and you come to that part, you want to be 100% honest with God. Well, you say to yourself, I know I should confess that, but it really wasn't my fault. Somebody else did. See that storm? That's what God's saying. Cut it out. (laughs) Quit lying. There it is again. See? He's on the throne. He's moving his chair up there, right there. Do you understand what I'm just saying? Do you and I think we can actually sit next to God and go, I'm not going to tell him that. He doesn't know anything about that. Are you crazy? He's all-knowing, but he's gracious. Here's what you'll discover. We've all experienced it. If you need to ask God for forgiveness in whatever relationship, people, all, I have no idea how wide that goes. If you don't do it, you will live with guilt, and you'll be miserable. See, when you ask forgiveness, you have to be honest with God. I did it. It was me. God, forgive me. Once you do that, the guilt is gone. And now I'm in relationship with God again. I have an honest, open relationship with God. That's the way we are. We have to confess those sins. When I do that, I have the power to live with joy and peace in my heart. If some of you are here today, and even as I've spoken, you know something that immediately came to your mind. You know who brought that to your mind? the Holy Spirit. Then you, before you leave the service, just a simple prayer right where you're at. Mention that and ask God to forgive you because he promises to do. You remember 1 John 1, 9? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't get any better than that. But I have to, if I confess then it works. The next one is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Always pray with a thankful heart by telling God all the great things he has done for us. Now, before we pray for ourselves, when we sit down in the morning, it's really a good thing in our needs, or maybe pray for someone else, It's a good thing when you sit down with the Father in heaven just to say, good morning. Thank you for being a good, good father. Is he a good, good father? It's incredible. It's rather than, okay, God, you got a second? Get your notepad. I got 12 things I need to ask you that I need done in the next few days. Thank you so much. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But don't start that way. Say to God, you're amazing. Thank you, God. Not by, by the way, don't just thank God for what he's done for you. Thank him for who he is. I mean, to be able to forgive us over and over again, wow. That's called the grace of God. Now, I want to do something a little strange, but it's very quick. 
Stop and think all the good things God does for us. Where in the world would we be without our Heavenly Father? So I want to take 10 seconds, and I'll give you time. I want you to think, everyone that's here, two things that you want to thank God for. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you just to say that to God, privately, quietly, whether it's a son, a daughter, whatever, health, whatever. Just say two things to God and say, God, you're my father. Thank you for boom, boom. All right, here we go. Go. All right. How many like to hear two words? Thank you. Do you like to hear thank you? Do you think God likes to hear thank you? He just did. Way to go. You know what I thought in every service? You know what I'm thankful for? A family. We're family. When we meet for praise night, thousands and thousands of people can't find parking. It's just going to be fantastic. We got bands from everywhere. And I'm thankful for that because it has nothing to do with me. It's just great to be a family. Amen? And we love each other and we're doing life together. Together is better. And it's just an amazing thing to think of that encouragement we have together. Now, do you understand that everything we have is a result of the generosity of God? He's a generous giver. Now, our ultimate source in life is not our money, not our job, not our career, not our relationship. Our ultimate source is absolutely the person of God and his generosity. Look at this verse, 1 Timothy. Instruct those who are rich in this present world, not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God. Let's read this together. Who richly supplies us with all things to what? To enjoy. You know, our world thinks, and you'll hear people say as you witness to people, I'm not going to become a Christian. God's such a hard person. You could never please him. He doesn't want me to have fun in life. Wrong. Everything to enjoy. John 10.10, he came to give us life abundantly, more than we can ever imagine. Psalm 84 says it like this, For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. Now listen to this one. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Now, Pastor Mike, that doesn't make any sense to me. He will withhold no good thing from me? No good thing? Yeah. I remember many years ago while we were looking for a church building to rent, to try to find some way, because we were growing so much. We were in the school. And we found this one piece of property, and the elders and leaders looked at it. We thought, this is great. The building would be fine. So one day I went down with a check for the building. And I walked in. And the lady said, oh, I'm so sorry. We sold it last week. Now, when I drove home, I was just singing praises to God. (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) Not really. If that verse had come to my mind, I said, "Uh, you're lying, God. You withheld a good thing from me. Now, you know that building that we were looking at, that area? Could have held 200 people. Did God have a better idea? Hello? My parking lot is bigger than the building was. 
So he said what? No. Because something better is going to come. Understand, God knows way more than you and I know. He knows the future. He knows the future. And I've said this many times through the years. You ever go to a reunion with people from high school or college, and across the way is the person you dated. And you just get down on your knees. Thank you, Jesus. Am I right? Thank you for stopping that marriage. The problem is, when she sees you, she's on her knees. Am I right? It's good to hear God say no sometimes. Amen. Well, that's what we're talking about. Because he cares for us overall. More than you and I ever know. Now look at this. Matthew 7. So if you... Sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now remember, we have not because we ask not. And sometimes we all forget that. I want to remind you right now, one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given us. Salvation to me would be number one. Here's the next greatest gift that we have. Look at Luke eleven thirteen. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You see, we learn the written word of God is the number one way we hear from God. That's who speaks to us. When we open the Bible, God opens his mouth. This is the word of God. But there's a second way God speaks to us. It's through the Holy Spirit. Inner promptings. Ezekiel said in chapter 36, I will put my spirit in you and prompt you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You see, when Jesus said to his disciples that when he left, the Holy Spirit would come and live in them and guide them in the all truth, that was spirit that would speak to my spirit. He doesn't control us. He will never control you, but he'll try to lead you. That's what he does. Now, the real you and me is not our body. It's not our mind, will, and emotion. It's the spirit. Now, God speaks to us through our spirit, who lives in us 24-7. So let me tell you again how my dad did this. I think it'll be very clear to you. My dad heard an encouraging word from God. Nothing's impossible with me. But then when he got out, and he's driving the car, and he gets out of the car, the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Your son will be healed and be perfectly well. See, you can't turn to the Bible and say, uh, Ezekiel 35, Bran will be healed in Hawaii. You'll never find that. The Holy Spirit is personal. So this relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will learn in quietness that once the Spirit speaks to you, he speaks to you in the Spirit. You know what to do. And that should be Available to us, it is 24-7. Because I just don't need a quiet time in the morning. During the day when I have to make decisions, I need God's wisdom. And he'll give you a peace in your heart. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Now, don't expect this. I'm out doing some things. I'm going to get ready to counsel. And the Holy Spirit says, Pastor Mark, this is the Holy Spirit. No, he speaks to my what? Come on. My spirit. There's an inner prompting. 
You say, that's weird. It isn't weird. Once you get used to it, you'll recognize who the Holy Spirit is. He will speak to you. Doesn't matter your language. He will speak to you. He knows all the language. Now, something's very important here. That should kind of be a normal lifestyle for us. Expect him to do it, not just in the quiet time with the written word, but he will direct you as you move along. So eventually we come to sense his leading, and it can be in all kinds of traffic, all kinds of busyness. I can still hear that voice inside of me. Now, recently, a couple of weeks ago, I was at an oral surgeon's office just to make a check. Nothing had to do. It was ever this great office. And I walked in the office, and you know how you do go to the doctors now? You have like 28,000 pages to write all your things, and, and you over and over and over again, over and over. I finished all that, took it up to the desk at the receptionist. Of course, she didn't know me, and I didn't know her. And I handed it to you. She says, everything looks good. Just put your signature. I did that. And all of a sudden, from the back room, I heard this. I couldn't see anybody. I know that voice. <laughs> Who is that? And so she came out from behind, and she said, I know that voice because you're my pastor. (laughs) And the reception's going, what? And so we talked a little bit about it. Now, how did she know my voice? Because she comes to church. She hears my voice all the time. How do you know my voice? Can you recognize my voice? I'm not talking about my shortness. Can you recognize my voice? (laughs) Yes. I'll tell you what happens. I'm on the radio still, 91.5 at noon, and sometimes they play it at 5 in the morning too, the same teaching or whatever, because nobody's up at 5, so they just play it. Uh, <laughs> but I'll be driving in the car with my wife, and we're going out for lunch or something. And it's half the time at lunch, of course, it's going to be around noon. So I got the radio on, and here comes my radio program. And my wife says, is there a way I can get away from your preaching? <laughs> She recognized it instantly. Turn the station. Now, she's not angry. I'm just joking with you. But sometimes she's actually said that many times. Where do I go not to hear you? Preach. Well, how does she know it? Because I live with her. She got used to my voice. When you have a cell phone and somebody picks it up and you talk to them, can you tell who it is without even reading? Yes, you can. So what am I saying to you? The more time we spend with God and acknowledge the Holy Spirit, the easier it is to identify the voice that's speaking to you. You can't do that without practice. Now, why do I say practice? Because the Holy Spirit isn't the only one that speaks to our spirit. Satan speaks to our spirit. He's a liar. Be careful. Also, my own flesh speaks This is what I want. Oh, I'm sure that's the Holy Spirit. Careful. And friends that are even Christians can speak to you, and they're meaning well, but it wasn't well. When I decided to leave, uh, because God called me to pastor a church, and I gave up all the years I was in hospital pharmacy, God directed all that stuff, helped me pass all the boards, Michigan board, Florida board, all that kind of stuff. I had good friends, even some of them believers, say, are you crazy? You're you're set. You're the director. You've been here 25 years. You're set for life. What in the world are you doing? You don't even know where you're going yet or when. Well, I could listen to that, and I wouldn't be here. You'd have a tall pastor of some type. (laughs) But I listened to God. 
the Holy Spirit. That's the only peace I had because I knew he'd called me. Understand, any voice you hear and you think it's the Holy Spirit, it'll always match this. Why? He's the author of the Bible. He would never whisper to you, do this, when it is not the word of God. So be careful. I've seen that happen so many times in a counseling session. And usually they walk out. They said, no, I definitely heard God. I'll point to a scripture and I'll say, you did not hear God. And you know, very often it's in a marriage kind of relationship. And years later, I've had many of those people come back. Pastor Mark, it's a disaster. I wish I would have listened to God's word. Careful. Because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. The last one is supplications. It's specific requests. We come humbly to God with our requests. And we also pray specifically for others' needs. Paul writes it like this in Ephesians 6.18. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Sometimes in our prayer time, I'm saying this from my life as well, we get selfish. In my prayer journal, which I have as another app that I go to, I have different groups of people that I pray to during different times of the month. And it just comes up automatically to me in the morning. Our missionaries, our pastors, I pray for the church people, all kinds of things like our relatives, our grandkids, all of that. It just comes up. But see, that helps me not just focus on whose needs, my needs. It's a good thing to do. So understand, prayer from God is amazing. We get to talk to God anytime about anything, no matter where we're at. That, the book of Hebrews says, approach his grace, his throne, as a throne of grace. Just come to before him. It's a beautiful thing. Now, here's what I want you to see. Hearing from God is a privilege, a necessity, and a promise. Whether it's reading the word or from the Holy Spirit speaking to you in decisions that you can't read here. Now, if you and I look at prayer as not a privilege, but a requirement... You'll never hear God speak to you. Well, I'm going to do that, Pastor Mark, because you said I have to do it. Good luck. Wrong motive. See, God knows how to judge our motives. It's a privilege. It's a necessity. It is absolutely a promise. Look what Psalms, David says in the Old Testament. In the morning. Now, if you work a different shift, then it's in the afternoon, in the evening, whenever. Don't get legalistic. In the morning, O Lord. You hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you. And look at this. I wait in expectation. Why? Because God's going to answer prayer. Today, Pastor Mark talked about the fact that God calls his followers his children. This helps you realize that your relationship with God is more than just a master-slave kind of thing. He has made you a member of his family. Pastor Mark also talked about the fact that all sins are first against God. This is why you need to spend time confessing your sins to God. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. In the next segment of Pastor Mark's series, Come Apart or Come A-P-A-R-T, he'll talk about learning to hear the Holy Spirit's voice. You'll learn about all of the voices competing for your attention and how to weed them out and get to hearing only God's voice. Pastor Mark will remind you of the template for prayer, the Disciples' Prayer, and how to use it in your own prayer time. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Come Apart or Come A-P-A-R-T. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving